0: A distracted moment, a charging horse, the crack of a bone. If you've ever been hurt while working around horses, you need to hear this episode of Barn Stories.
1: Welcome to the Barn Stories podcast. I'm Lori Prinz, editor of Equus Magazine. And
0: I'm managing editor Christine Barracat.
1: This podcast features our favorite essays and articles published in Equus over the past 40 years. Although Equus is known for articles on horse care and veterinary research,
0: A deep emotional connection to horses is something we all share. The
1: subject of this episode is something none of us ever want to think about, but all of us need to remember, the fact that every time we work with horses, there's the possibility of getting hurt. Let's face it, no matter how well trained they may be, horses are large, strong, and by nature reactive creatures. The longer you work around them, the easier it is to let your guard down, and one slip is all it takes for an injury to occur.
0: When the subject of our story gets hurt, she has another experience that will be sadly familiar to many listeners. Her doctor tells her she cannot ride for several weeks. Our protagonist at first refuses to accept that recommendation, a testament to how powerful the urge to connect to horses can be, to the point it overrides all common sense. Will she come to her senses and allow her body the time it needs to heal? Let's find out by listening to Reality Check, written by Jessica Fox and read
1: by Taylor Autumn.
2: The morning was brisk, the first relief from the summer's heat waves. Eager to get my day started, I grabbed Spartacus's halter and headed to his stall. Eyes bright, the chestnut gelding was his usual spicy self, ears hummingbird quick, nose investigating my fingers, elbows, and pockets for treats. As we made our way through the yard, I began plotting out my morning. I ride Spartacus, then pop onto my other mount, Bailey maybe make a quick stop at the tax store before heading back into Los Angeles, where my laptop and deadlines awaited. Behind me, Spartacus danced a little. A small portion of my brain registered that he had a little more spring in his step. I took up on the lead rope and discarded the idea of bell boot shopping in favor of spending more time burning off some of Spartacus's energy. I had just begun debating the merits of a route home that did not involve the 405, when we entered the open space of my stable's arena. In one alarming I-might-die moment, time slowed as I flew through the air and Spartacus thundered past. And how magnificent he was, silhouetted against the mountains and still purple sky, his tail like a flag, head high and blowing like a dragon. Spartacus lived up to his warrior name, at least in looks. When it came, the landing, and the resulting carrot snap of a bone, it barely registered. But when I tried to stand, the pain sent me right back down again. I came up with a new plan. Step one, get a hold of myself. Step two, catch Spartacus and put him away. And step three, find help. Because I really, really needed an ice pack and some vet wrap. A few breaths later, I tucked my throbbing, swollen right hand under the opposite armpit and crouch-walked toward Spartacus, who was snorting and prancing outside the arena gate. Thankfully, another rider, Mary, had spied the loose gelding and come to my aid. She and I risked a glimpse at my hand. My ring finger now made an unnatural right angle. Gasping with horror and nausea, I shoved it back under my arm and we three shuffled towards Spartacus's stall. When we were close enough, I asked Mary if she could put him away. Then I found myself a plastic lawn chair and fainted. When I came to, it was evident that I would have to be taken to urgent care. At the clinic, I fainted again. Despite my repeated assurances that no, Spartacus had not kicked me in the head, and no, my noggin had not tested the ground's density— My new habit made the state of my brain suspect. So I was packed off to a hospital emergency room, where I lost consciousness a third time. It was my love of writing that saved me from a CT scan and other tortures. I was alert and cognate, cracking jokes as my mangled finger was manhandled, until the doctor stated that there'd be no writing for six to eight weeks. That's when I sat up, looked the man dead in the eye, declared not riding unacceptable, and proceeded to pass out again.
0: It's only natural you want what's best for your horse. Wholesome Blends from Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition combine specially selected whole seeds and vegetables with a premium level of balanced nutrition. Crafted using the safest manufacturing practices, Wholesome Blends feeds are 100% soy-free with no added iron. For a buy three, get one free coupon, visit TributeEquineNutrition.com.
2: My little display of horse crazy confirmed what the ER doctor had begun to suspect. I hadn't hit my head, but instead was displaying what amounts to the human body's opt-out response, called vasovagal syncope. A fancy term for fainting, a vasovagal syncope is a sudden drop in heart rate and blood pressure caused by emotional distress, the sight of blood, or other triggers. That settled, I was whisked off to an x-ray, where it was determined that a specialist needed to tend to my fracture. So I was fitted with a splint, shot up with morphine, yes, in that order, and chauffeured home by my sainted husband. The next day, during my consultation with the orthopedic surgeon, I asked if I'd still be able to ride in a dressage schooling show, two weeks hence. When he chuckled, I thought he just appreciated my moxie. Or maybe he didn't understand the question. It was just a finger. It felt fine, safe in its splint. And besides, two hands are not mandatory for riding. Shouldn't I just be able to steer with my legs and seat? As it turns out, breaking a bone is no joke, even if it's just a finger and painkillers take longer to wear off than I realized. I was going to require surgery, two screws, and a couple months of physical therapy. So no, I wouldn't be riding again anytime soon. Despite nearly 30 years in the saddle, with several unintentional dismounts, plus a couple of car accidents, I have miraculously remained ER, broken bone, and surgery free. Secretly, I had thought I was invincible, especially when it came to horses. But I wasn't. It could be easy to blame Spartacus for the accident. But it would be just as logical to blame the fly mask that may have affected his vision, the distant sound of farm equipment, or simply the brisk weather. The truth is, whether at the barn or on the freeway, complacency will get you, every time. Being among horses is second nature for me. But it was precisely that ease which lulled me into forgetting that they are creatures capable of body-checking one into the ground, with enough force to break bone. I had no one to blame but myself. I'd foolishly brushed off Spartacus's warning signs, that he was nervous and then scared. Thus, he'd taken matters into his own hooves. Silly woman at the end of the lead rope be damned. I now concede that I am not invincible. But I may have been born under a lucky star. Things that morning could have been much worse than a broken finger. Still, my weeks of recovery provided ample time for reflection. As riders, we develop such a bond with these horses. They become companions and partners who we believe would never hurt us, who we know as well as our own hearts. Both of these things are true, and both of these things are not true. Remembering that duality every time we interact with them is as much a part of horsemanship as anything else. If
0: you're a fan of barn stories, you'll want to check out the newest podcast from Equus magazine. It's called Three Things from Equus and focuses on practical and timely horsekeeping tips. You can find it right now on soundcloud.com and soon on iTunes and other podcasting platforms. Thanks for listening to Barn Stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a favorite article or essay from the Equus Archives that you'd like us to feature in a future podcast, let us know. You can reach us at equusbarnstories, all one word, at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this episode of Barn Stories? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. The Barn Stories Podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network an entity of the equine network.